Welcome to Film Shapes, the podcast. Do you have any experience in motion pictures? Oh uh, yeah, quite a bit actually. I have quite a bit of experience. I'm an active uh, renter and I um, attend the film, the cinema, uh, as, as much as possible, weekly, bi-weekly, interweek, inter... Uh, hello and welcome to the second episode of You Mean You Haven't Seen... And this week, we're talking about Bowfinger from 1999. This is a comedy about the film industry, directed by Frank Oz and starring Steve Martin and Eddie Murphy. Uh, But first, it's hello to Rolly. Hello. Hi, and hello to Ben. Hello. Now, um, first question, Rolly. I hadn't seen this before. Why did you ask me to watch this film? I just think it's a classic film. It's, It's one of the film's... You, as a, a person that runs a film podcast, should see. <laughs> it's a film about making a film. So so there's a good reason in, it, in itself. Um, okay, okay. And okay. also, um, it's kind of a you, citizen can't, pain, uh, you can't forget to mention that it is written by Steve Martin. I think Steve Martin's fingerprints are all over this film in a mm. lot of ways. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm a fan, but um, maybe you're not. I'm not sure. I'm pretty agnostic on Steve Martin, to be fair. Um, I, I, I mean, I, there are a few things that he's done that made me really cackle. The Man with Two Brains was pretty good. There are moments in The Three Amigos, I think. From I'm going back a long way here, but yeah, I, d- I don't know. He's never really jumped out at me, Steve Martin. Anyway, well, well what do you think, Ben? You've seen this recently as well. Uh, I have, yes. Uh, I think I, I, I saw it in the cinemas back in, I guess, 99. Wow. Uh, this, is my, this is my first time watching it since then. Mm. Um, I think I think on balance, I probably enjoyed it more when I was, uh, you know, a teenager than I, than I did watching it as an adult. I still found it like, there were still some very funny things in it. Um, and, you know, looking at it through the scope of, you know, it being a farcical comedy um, which is not necessarily meant to be based in much of a degree of reality. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I found it engaging. I, I don't know, like, as a satire of Hollywood, I think it's relatively slight. Like, it doesn't, it's not all that incisive. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of taking pretty easy surface pot shots and stuff. But then, like, I don't know, does, that, does the film have a responsibility to be any more incisive than that? Or is it fine for it to be? given that it is like a farcical comedy, I, I think that it is sort of fine that it's fairly uh, facile in its, in its satire. Mm. Do you think it would have been that way in, in um, 1999 as well? Like, would it have been a little bit more, you know, what we think of as Hollywood now in 2020 is quite different to what, what people probably thought of Hollywood as in uh, 1999. They probably thought some of the, some of the things this this film brought up would have been news then. I, I, this is something that I thought about when I was watching this. I, I didn't know much about this at all. And I think Mickey asked me, when was this made? And I said, oh, I don't know, about 88, 87. <laughs> that was my guess. Because to mm. me, it just it reeked of 80s. Well, it's hard with Steve Martin because he's he's had grey hair since he was twenty two. <laughs> yes, right, right. And I suppose <laughs> so Eddie Murphy doesn't doesn't age much either, does he? So. Eddie Murphy, no, he doesn't age much. Um, but I don't know. It, it just but it felt yeah. like a product of the eighties. That's what like when you were saying it, 
1999. That's only 20 years ago. You know, it's it's yeah. there there were more cutting edge things going on in 99. It's not that long ago. It it did seem like an 80s film to me. I don't know. I mean, that's good or bad. I'm not sure, but it it seemed like it's stuck in time somewhere. This film. Was there a particular? Did you find anything? I'm gathering you didn't find the film. Um, Super funny, but was did you have any favourite <laughs> moments from the film? Um, oh, okay, there, there are bits with Murphy until, I think probably until he does his double or triple character shtick, you know, up until there, I thought he was pretty good. Like, like the fact that, sure, it's a, it's a nice little wrinkle that he is going a bit potty, but I suppose you could look at it the other way, that it's it's a little bit... Um, it's a little bit nasty. They're picking on this kind of guy who's losing his mind a bit, you know. So, yeah, uh, but, yeah. You know, but but aside from that, some of the stuff he was doing was okay. I think. I, I really um, like the uh, implication that the voice inside of his head telling him to expose himself to the Laker girls is John F. Kennedy. Uh, yes, right, because he does oh, a yeah, he does a yeah. Kennedy accent, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there's some good stuff there. We choose uh, to show up, not because it is soft, but because it is hard. I, <laughs> is, is that what it was? Okay. No, I don't. I don't think that's what yeah. the one was. <laughs> okay, it's good. I don't remember. Oh, that was Go your on, that was your own take, Ben. That, that was, was that was just me that doing a bit of a riff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I was just going to mention. Just um, yeah, I did watch this on the weekend with with my 11 year old daughter, which was an interesting. <laughs> But it, it yeah, was a fairly, it's a fairly tame. Yeah, she. I don't know, she didn't man. Have too many questions for me. Yeah. Okay. Um, that, that's when you told me that. I thought oh, I did have to explain. I, yeah. yeah. I found myself. I did. I was explaining at one point that he had a voice inside his head that, where he wanted to expose himself to, to the girls in this cheerleading mm -hmm. team and things, and and she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> but, you know, and obviously it, it was all, you know, Scientology. Yeah, that's, kind of the, that's video, a good um, angle. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think, I'm not sure when Tom Cruise came out with, with the Scientology thing, what was going on on that level um, in 1999. But, yeah, there's definitely, he's, uh, Ed Murphy almost plays the Tom Cruise in this. Yeah, I guess that, that that's, this predates all that stuff, doesn't it, by a few years? I'm not sure. I, I should have done some research, but I'm yeah. actually not sure. Yeah, okay. But I well, was I think just, it does. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to uh, mention, I think one of my favourite parts of this film was right at the in that first scene, and it's mm. actually the reveal of the ponytail. Oh. <laughs> do, do you remember that? He's Why just looking just... like the Steve Martin you know, and, and at, at some point his, his things aren't going well, and, and he... he bends his head over at the table and and this ponytail's revealed and you go oh wow oh he snaps he's it he pulls guy. a he pulls yeah. a card out of his pocket and he's got the the ponytail no but is then he pulls about? he pulls the ponytail off later but when the oh. ponytail first comes into shot they hide the ponytail for for like the first 5 10 minutes of of that yeah. scene and then you there's think one that's point deliberate i i thought it was a piece of genius yeah what? <laughs> okay yeah i thought it was great uh, it's that no, I didn't even because no, it doesn't that. it doesn't come out until a certain moment, and then you just see it, and and it's a moment where he's hang he hangs his head down in in a kind of disappointment, mm. and then this and you realise the ponytail's there, and right. it just yeah, has I a mean, different perspective you know, on it. 
Frank Oz has a has a background in in puppetry, so I think that kind of uh, visual gag would be well <laughs> within the wheelhouse. So, who is this Frank Oz guy? I I know nothing about him. Well, he's Yoda, man. He's Yoda. He's he's Miss Piggy. He's Fozzie Bear. The voice, or yeah. Well, no, he's the he, yeah. Of course, he's the voice. Yes, <laughs> um, and he has. I mean, he's he's directed a few so, um, of the Muppet movies, I think, as well with Jim Henson. Yeah. So he is puppeteering as well as being the voice in these cases, right? Yeah, I imagine he does the does the puppetry as well. You get other people to do that, wouldn't you? I don't know. Um, ben, no, can you help I, us out? I, I believe he does both. Maybe not at the same time. Yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, I, my understanding is that he is both the puppeteer and the voice of, mm. of those characters. Okay. He's had. I mean, he hasn't directed that many. He's acted in more things than directing, but. He directed The Dark Crystal with Jim Henson. Um, he's got a bit of a background with Steve Martin, Little Shop of Horrors, Dirty, Lot, Dirty Rotten oh, Scoundrels, um, and a film that I'd forgotten about with with Ed Norton, De Niro, and Marlon Brando called The Score, which right. seems like a bit of a, a, a change of pace for Frank Oz. Mm. Yeah, he's, he's done a few things. But, oh, yeah, I just think he's a bit of a soft peddler. A Which soft peddler. Um, oh, the Indian. Yeah. In the he also did the, oh, the very Indian bad remake of uh, Death at a Funeral. Ah, uh, okay. Recently, and the wasn't wives, that? For that a few, ten years ago or so. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think there's much. There's not much bite with with him. It's kind of, I don't know. It, it, maybe this is a Steve Martin and Frank Oz kind of issue with me that there's nothing too edgy about these guys. Yeah, that's, I don't know. No, you disagree, okay. Roland? Oh, it's hard to say. I think I think viewing it now and viewing it this time is, is definitely different to the last mm. time. And I think that's going to be this, the case with a lot of these older films that we're doing. Um, because, yeah, and, and the pressure is on when you're, when I'm asking you to watch a film you haven't seen before. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and, and then it doesn't blow you away. Then it's like, well, that's well, my the, fault. It is. Yeah. I blame you completely. Uh, it's, it's not, it wasn't terrible. I'm not saying I hated it. I just thought it's an odd one that you picked for, for this first one, but no, I'm not, uh, this is not a, a slap down Rolly. This is fine. I'm happy to have watched it. <laughs> Save us, Ben. Please say it. something about the film. <laughs> Um, you know, I I think weirdly the thing that stood out to me the most watching the film this time was I actually kind of found it kind of heartwarming. Like, obviously, there's some you know pretty as you pointed out earlier some kind of nasty stuff in terms of how they're psychologically manipulating a person who is mentally unwell. Yes, yeah. But I don't know. There's something about the idea of these people who are clearly bad at what they're doing and are like bad at art and don't really have talent who still. Mm -hmm want to create something like they still have that spark of creativity within them and i don't know there's something comedically tragic i suppose but also in a way kind of beautiful which is a weird use word to use regarding this film mm. about i don't know yeah people with a with a big dream just you know mm. following it as far as they can kind of i guess sort of yeah in in, in a way similar to like tim burton's film about ed wood Right, yeah, yeah. But not, yeah. not quite as, like, good as that film is. I yeah, think... Yeah, well, if we were to see it again now, though, maybe we'd feel differently. Mm -hmm. um, 
I know I feel differently about Johnny Depp these days, but you know. Yeah. Anyway, but the, but the other thing, what you with this film, it really is about um, uh, pat the power structure and Hollywood's kind of the lens through which this power structure is viewed, isn't it? And all these people uh, uh, from the beginning are fighting against this bigger system that they're trying to get on top of, and the only way they can do that is by, be, you know, lying and being nasty and and manipulative and. Not yeah, always that, nasty. I mean, Heather Graham does it in a kind of nice way, but she's using her own, <laughs> you know, she's being manipulative mm. in her own way. Um, mm. Yeah. I mean, this is... To, a, I, I, I kind of like the way that it was oh. handled in that she, you know, obviously slept with virtually everybody in the film. <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, you see characters being kind of like emotionally upset by the fact that they realize that she has slept with a number of, another member of the crew. But then there's that conversation where like Steve Martin's like, Hey, you slept with um, you know Eddie Murphy's character, and uh, she's like, "Well, so." And he's like, "Well, I didn't think of it like that." Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> that was pretty good. I guess yeah. that's okay. But yeah, yeah I yeah. think it's interesting to think that her and the Steve Martin character—they're—they're they're doing the same thing mm. in a way. But she's kind of, in, in many ways, she's doing it more honestly than he is at the beginning. But you know, all is forgiven at the end. It's kind of—I think that's what makes it more of a. Um, you know, it's not a nasty film at all in that sense. Mm, it is yeah. it is kind of heartwarming if you look Tell, at it that um, way. Yeah. Tell me just what do you guys think about this this little aside? What's the deal with Eddie Murphy playing multiple characters in lots of his films? Like Nutty Professor, Coming to America, he did it, Vampire in Brooklyn, uh, Norbert, a couple, a couple others, I think. Why does he do this so often? I don't know. Does he get paid per character? If he's If he's like multiple like characters in the film yeah maybe that increases his remuneration or something oh, probably not oh. <laughs> um, um that's written into his contract maybe yeah uh, i think Go it's on. just uh, once once you've done it once that becomes something you can do and you'll get hired on that basis i think but people have well, to we'll write get, it into yeah. their films that he's going to play two or three characters. I mean, that, well, I guess you'd have, I mean, did Steve Martin write the film with Eddie Murphy in mind or? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's not a new oh, thing. Possibly. It's, it's well, Alec, was it Alec Guinness who did it in, oh, what's that film yeah, called? Peter Sellers. Oh, is it, it, yeah, Peter Sellers does it a few times. There's old Ealing yeah, films yeah, where it's yeah. happening. So I don't know, maybe it's, it's a comedic thing clearly, but he's got a bit well, of a, a habit. I suppose. Once it's in your bag of tricks, I think you can expect yeah. more scripts to come your way requiring yeah. <laughs> requiring your services on yes, multiple perhaps. levels. Um, mm. What you know, what was um, interesting to see was uh, to skip to the end of the film and the mm -hmm. um, the bit of a fight scene at the end after the recent Dolomite excursion we went on yeah. with Eddie Murphy um, to see that he he had actually developed his fighting skills in that style much earlier. <laughs> than the uh, Dolomite film. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Because he, he was using the same lame karate chops. All, right. Almost exactly the same fight choreography at the end of this film as to what he does in, in Dolomite, if you look yeah, back. Yeah, there, there is a bit of an echo, though, isn't there? A lot of people trying to put on a film and they're not very good at it. And it's just, you know, and there's a, a, a preview, you know, um, opening scene at the end where everyone goes into the cinema, so... Yeah, I, th I was thinking of Dolomite whilst watching this one. So, yeah. I had one question for you, Shady. Um, 
because they brought it up in the film. I'm not sure if it's a real thing. Cinema Nouveau. I hadn't heard that before. Ben? Um, I, I mean, I, well, I don't know that that exact term has been used, but like certainly like new cinema, like mm. new German cinema was a movement in Germany in the 60s. Um, and it's like kind of similar to Nouvelle Vague. And like, mm. you know, it's, it's, it's in the ballpark of a real term, but I don't know that that exact term is uh, common. Yeah. Part. I mean, this is pretty close to just guerrilla filmmaking, isn't it? I suppose just sort of doing things without permission and i mean there's a point where a cop tries to bust him and he just gets him in on the <laughs> film as well so you know yeah. that's yeah i guess it's it's something that he made up but you know is that the nouveau cinema nouveau just um doing shit without anyone's permission maybe i think it'd yeah. be interesting to take this concept and if someone were to make a film as realistically as possible, because of course this film is ridiculous and mm. not real at all. But yeah, could you present it in a way that had a modern audience believing that it was possible to build a film with a well-known mm. actor in this way by following them around and uh, using long lenses? Yeah, well, I don't know that. that just I don't know that, the scene. that exact thing has been attempted. There was a film a few years ago. I can't remember the title of it off the top of my head. But it was like surreptitiously filmed in Disneyland, and so ah yes, um, yeah, I read that, something about but, this recently. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's, obviously, that's not like uh, stalking a specific person, um, mm. but it's kind of I guess in the same ballpark. I was also thinking, I wonder if Jamie Kennedy got the idea for the Jamie Kennedy experiment, which is a hidden camera prank show that he did a couple of years after this movie from this movie. Who's Jamie Kennedy? Uh, he yeah. plays the like the guy that works at the film studio, who's like borrowing the cars and cameras and all that kind of stuff. Oh, really? Mm. Oh, okay. Okay. I thought I'd seen him before, but then I thought I was mixing him up with that kid from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Do you know the? Yeah, I think you're thinking of you know Seth Green. Oh. Um, yeah, that's him. That's him. <laughs> probably know him from Scream, where he plays like the the film nerd who like knows all the rules of slasher movies. Uh, haven't seen Scream, but okay. So oh, he's well, been around a bit, that guy. That's another one for this podcast. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, okay. So he had a, he had something similar. Maybe he took his ideas from this. Well, that's that's um, pretty meta, isn't it? Mm. I guess. Yeah, right. I mean, so, Rolly, what you're advocating is that um, somebody go out and try and do this in a realistic sort of fashion... Oh, yeah. Without without getting the permission of I don't know Will Smith or someone well, like no, that. No, even to present it fictionally, um, in a way that made it um, that took the audience along for the ride that believe you know where your suspension of disbelief uh, stayed intact. Unlike with this film, where it's <clears throat> there's many times in this film where you you end up going, well, that would never happen. Well, okay, hang on. <laughs> so you're you're suggesting somebody yeah. tries to make this. Make a film that yeah. fools the audience as well. No, I don't think. No, no I think, what? I think it just means more that, like, because, like, there's a lot of stuff in this film, given its comedic nature, that strains credulity. Like, there are so yes. many times where things happen where it's just like, well, that obviously wouldn't fool anyone. Yeah, Ben but understands. If, if you do a reboot of this film where it was actually credible or believable. I uh, huh. reboot. Okay. That's what I'm. That's what I'm after. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if we need a reboot. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, you could you could do it in a style, a mockumentary style, if that's what you. No, I know what you're angling. You just you're trying to see if they can do this, but make it make everything that happens in the film quite believable. Yeah. 
So it's not a comedy. It'll be something else. Oh, it would still be a comedy. <laughs> okay. Maybe. I mean, it I depends. Don't know. It I depends. mean, you could, you could you wrote make it film. pretty dark. Like, yeah. <laughs> you could, yeah. It would be a black comedy. Yeah. I, I think I think you then you'd really struggle to get it seen because the the person who's being manipulated would certainly not sign off on it, right? Am I being too? They're fussy? not a real person. They're not following. <laughs> no, that is it. No, it is. You're suggesting they follow a real, real person. Ben, Ben, I think Ben and I are on the same page yeah, with no, this. I, I get what you're saying. <laughs> Who are you following? Oh, an actor. It's an actor. A, it a, doesn't a fictional matter. character in a fictional film. Oh, it's not a. You're not going to just pick. It, I don't know Tom Cruise yeah. and follow him around. No, yeah, it's, it's still a real. Yeah. So he knows what's happening. Yeah, the, the, well, the he's actor, an actor. He's being the paid. Of the actor, yes. Ah, now you're too deep. I, I, I think, I think you just want to try it. No, no. <laughs> so I think we're on the wrong wrong page here. I I was thinking you want to try it, try and see if it'd work with a real actor who doesn't know they're being followed. I regret choosing this film. <laughs> what can I say? Uh, yeah. Okay, I think I'm with you now. Just, re, just remake the fucking movie. Is that what you're saying? Just remake it. Yes. Yeah, remake. Like, oh. yeah, like we said, a reboot, a remake. Exactly. But maybe the maybe the alien invasion film idea was where it's the credibility went. Yeah, I mean, he, it started out ridiculous anyway. That it was a bad script. I felt like, yeah, I wanted it to be an actual good script, a real mm. good good script. You know. Yeah. Instead yeah, of uh, chubby rain. <laughs> yes. Come on. Chubby and the fact was... that the fact that um, Murphy's character was there in the he was there at the opening and he was quite happy to be there. I mean, please, yeah. Again, I mean that's straining the the bounds of belief, isn't it? But mm. well, he was but, being blackmailed, so yeah, true, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But also, again, like it's it's like I don't know, kind of it's it's like criticizing a Jerry Lewis movie for you know being a bit silly, <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> Yes, it's all film, isn't it? Yeah, 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 that's yeah. True. I just, I still got to hand it to Steve Martin. I think he's such a multi-talented, hard-working guy. Like, there's not a lot of holes in the script. It's ridiculous and all the rest, but, but he mm. does weave it very well, I think. And the performances are ridiculous yeah. again. And, he's a, he's you know, a pro. It's, yeah, you can't knock him for being unprofessional. <laughs> what's true. your, what's your favourite uh, Steve Martin film then? Roll if you, you dig the man. Um, hmm. Got on the spot. I haven't, I haven't seen ben, it in a while. I'm coming to you, Ben. I was, a, I was a big fan of Roxanne. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah like I mean, the story where he's got like a giant nose. Yeah. Okay. What's the one where he's blind and he's, um, <laughs> I never remember what? the name of the film. He's, is he blind? And and he's been brought up in a, by a black family, and he thinks he's black. Oh, is that the um, jerk? The, yeah, the jerk. the jerk. I don't, I didn't, I don't know that he was blind, but that, the jerk is the one where he's raised by a black family, and then like <laughs> I thought he was blind, and that's why he didn't <laughs> think that he was. He's not blind in that one, but I think yeah, that's yeah. Is that it? I, I, yeah, yeah we're fishing here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I remember um, the man man with two brains as being very funny. Um, but I'd yeah, have to but, rewatch it. But yeah. you know, had you asked this before before today, you know, I would have said Bowfinger. But in just talking <laughs> about it, like this, I'm, I'm <laughs> <have> interested. <laughs> it's dropped. It's dropped Ruined. down your list. Oh no! 
Oh, I'm sorry about that. Uh, well, guys, well that, that's probably a wrap, I think, for for today. Um, it, it's enough, Bowfinger. Thank you. When I actually this film confused my wife, and I said we were going to watch Bowfinger, she said, "Is that one of the first Bond films?" <laughs> and I thought, "Oh no, I think you misheard. That, yeah. I think you misheard me." Goldfinger, yeah. Bowfinger. There we go. Yeah, it was good of her to get that though. I thought, great, Bowfinger. <laughs> you know. It's all good. Um, what's next time, Rolly? What are we doing? What, where did we land on? You've um, forgotten, haven't you? Uh, it's another uh, Martin. No, it's another Steve. No, what <laughs> is it? I think it's, it's going to be Martin. Point... No, yeah, it's not point... fucking... It's point... Don't say break. Point blank. With? Uh, Lee Marvin. Marvin. Is that what, is that what you got not mixed a Martin. up with here? It's no. a Marvin. Yeah, so the original uh, 67, I think. And is it an original? Ugh. Ugh. Well, we'll find out. Um, mm. Okay. Well, guys, thanks for joining us. Uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks, Rolly. Thank you. Thanks, Ben. Thank you. Bye. Bye, then. Bye. Welcome aboard. Here's your wardrobe.